right, let's go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Let's Be Real. On today's show, we are going to be covering the Batman Securing a China release date, Kevin Feige's comments on the next Avengers movie, Peacemaker being renewed for season two, the new trailer for Elvis, Spider-Man No Way Home surpassing Avatar at the domestic box office, and Uncharted's surprising box office results. So yeah, uh, there's some good stuff here. It's a bit more of a quieter week than, you know, these last couple ones. It's been pretty, pretty uh, hectic with the kind of news that we've gotten, but still some good stuff here. You guys know the drill, but for those of you tuning in to Let's Be Real for the first time, essentially what we do here is we cover the big news of the week in the world of movies, TV, streaming, and more. My name is James, and I am your host for today's episode. I'm joined by the man, the myth, the legend himself, Nan. How are we doing, bro? I am here, and I am the legend, and yes, I am doing good. Good. First day of leave, and whoa, let's do it. Oh, let's do it. All right. So now, normally, Kyan will join us on these podcasts, but he is unfortunately self-isolating due to COVID-19 concerns, and under our country's guidelines, he won't be able to join us for a couple of weeks, but you know, Nan, Nan and I hope that everything's all well, and we look forward to having him back on the show ASAP. Uh, before we get started, I just want to take a quick moment to thank everyone who's joining us today on Let's Be Real. We really do appreciate it, and I hope everyone is having a fantastic day so far. And as always, it's a pleasure to be a part of it. There's lots to discuss and you know banter about today, man. So let's get to it. Let's. Let's. First up, I'm very happy to say the Batman has a release date in China. Yep, you heard me correctly, man. The Batman has a confirmed release date in China for March 18th. Now, I'm particularly happy about this one because, you know, lately a lot of big Hollywood movies have not been able to get a release in China. Um, you know, obvious, the obvious example, Spider-Man No Way Home, it didn't yeah. get released in China and, you know, that country, China, is the biggest box office market or the second biggest box office yeah. market for films. So it really hindered that final tally and potentially a $2 billion result there. So are you happy about this? You know, because I know how much you're excited for the Batman <laughs> and... What do you what do you think, you know, this is going to have on the Batman's box office performance? I mean, I think this is a great result for mm. Warner's, Warner Brothers and the Batman itself, mm. the film. I mean, you said it in the question, China is the second biggest market mm. in um, when it comes to box office. And that, like, the Batman getting this is just absolutely massive. Now, I don't know how the population of China or the interest of China is towards Batman compared to Marvel movies. Cause I know mm. that they're more into Marvel than they are to DC. Yeah. But, yeah. but Batman is just an iconic character. So I'm hoping that like <clears throat> brings him in. Mm. And then this, this interesting take that Matt Reeves is doing as well. I hope that interests some of the Chinese market, but I think this is going to do wonders for the box office. It's going to give it that extra, like, you know, few hundred million boost that yeah. it, that it should and, and rightfully deserves it. Oh, I, I hope for a few hundred yeah. maybe few hundred million maybe at mm. one yeah between two to three I'm hoping that gets from China through yeah. throughout its run. Yeah, yeah. Well I know like Endgame got like around six hundred in China. So right. you know, two hundred, three hundred it's not out of the question. Yeah. But it's like you said, um we don't really know how that Batman character resonates with that audience just exactly. yet. We know exactly. Marvel's a big hit there and Star Wars hasn't been that massive there but you know there is no really uh negative to take away from this it's only going to add to that box office tally um yeah. but do you think that billion dollars do you think that's now in the question 100 percent. yeah it's definitely on the cards i mean you did a whole article about it 
Well, I, I thought it was gonna make a billion with or without. Yeah. So yeah, I know. Yeah. And we were having per- personal discussions sideline, mm. and we both agreed that this is a billion dollar movie. Yeah. And those of you that's listening that does not want to see this, go see it so I can hit that billion dollars. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Just do it. Yeah. It's only three hours, but it's fine. <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, th- this is really overall. Yeah. It's it's super super good for yeah, it. And I'm I'm not sure what films. That are maybe Doctor Strange, maybe, but I don't know what other films mm. would release in China because they said Hollywood Hollywood films are so rare in the China's box office. The only thing I can think of that would be worthwhile China's market would mm. be either Doctor Strange or Avatar Two. There's a lot that goes into that decision that I know. I mean, you go from last year, no Marvel movie was released in China. That's There's true. always something that stops it, um, you know, and it can be from you know actors and their comments it can be yeah. directors it could just be stuff in the movie we or even the scene yeah yeah yeah, yeah. We, we don't really know um so i don't know if i have faith in mcu movies releasing that market this year um i just believe tensions are way too high mm. um do you think avatar would i feel like it would because say something like uncharted got a release date there as well oh did it yeah or just oh okay. yeah and from what i know that only 34 Hollywood movies are allowed to play in China right. per year. Right. And, you know, you're talking about stuff that's going to release in cinemas. There's over like, you know, 150 of these. So the odds are against every movie's favor in, in, in a sense. Um, but yeah, no, this is only good. And it's, it's really good for the Batman because I really want this to be, you know, a box office success. And yeah, me too. You know, I'm looking at the the numbers today with the box office and, you know, we'll get to that a little bit later, but, you know, just right off the bat, Uncharted is un- unexpectedly well. I did not, yeah. I don't see this coming. So Warner Brothers, is, they're in a really, really good position here and I think Batman can really surprise everyone. Yeah. I hope so too. Yeah. Um, next up, Kevin Feige has recently said some stuff that people are dissecting. Now, I'm going to quote it here, and he said, Marvel Studios and the Marvel Cinematic Universe is now past the 10th anniversary, and with the release of the final Avengers movie, we've finally completed a 22-movie Infinity Saga. Now, I get it. It's based off a quote, but let's just assume it means what it says and that Avengers Endgame was the final Avengers film. What's, what's your take on this? And like, what do you think the, you know, the future of those kind of like team up movies look like? Do you, do you actually believe this is the final one? No, I do not believe it's the final one. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, Mar- Marvel's based on comic, comic books, obviously. Mm-hmm. And Marvel has so many story arcs in itself and like villains on that Thanos level or even greater that they can do a whole Avengers level threat with, you know, mm. like we, the by the looks of it, it looks like Kang is going to be this phases, and maybe next phase would be Galactus. Yeah, I mean, you you can't have like three or four characters from the main MCU tackling those big boys. You know, you, you need that team. So, yeah, I I think what his quote, it's just been dissected a little bit too much mm. by the fandom and stuff. I think he just probably meant it as in the final, as in the final of the Infinity Saga. Yeah. yeah. But 
Oh, Avengers itself is a brand now, mm. a huge brand, yeah. and a and a money maker. It's a huge money maker. <laughs> there is no way that they are not going to make more Avengers movies. Mm-hmm. Um, the second part of your question was, how does it go for these sort of films? Mm. Um, I think we're going to get a lot more of these like buddy sort of films without the MCU. Yeah. You know, similar to No Way Home with Spider Man, Doctor Strange, and Doctor Strange and. Um, mm-hmm. Wonder Vision for Doctor Strange too. Yeah. I think we're going to get a lot of that over the next few years, mm-hmm. and then I'll build up to Avengers movie. So what I think is it's going to be like, I don't know, maybe four or five years of the sort of like obscure, never before had like a main interaction on yeah. screen yeah. characters being put into a film, whether it be two, three, or four, mm. and then five to six years later down the track, we're going to get an Avengers film where they'll go and fight this threat of Kang or Galactus, wherever MCU wants to head in that direction. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Dude, yeah, you, you're right on the money there. I'm I'm, just, I'm pretty much just going to echo what you said and say that, yeah, they're going to be building this up to another Avengers movie. Definitely. I, I think on on an average basis, Avengers are, as, as just a franchise, just the Avengers itself, they're the biggest money-making machine. I mean, yeah, it'll, it'll be like, what, six, seven billion now, just across four films? Oh, yeah, yeah. Way, maybe more? Yeah, so it's, yeah. It's, it's huge regardless. Yeah, yeah it, it's yeah. absolutely massive. So I don't buy this for a second. I feel like it's just a matter of Kevin Feige. He either just, he said the one thing or one thing wrong. And it's been dissected. Yeah, yeah. but I he he's always he always comes across as extremely calculated in the words that he says. Yeah. Um, but and then that's when I shift over to what you were saying before that he's talking about the Infinity Saga. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there there are sort of like alternatives. What he could be saying, maybe he's talking about you know like stuff like New Avengers and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and Young Avengers as well. Yeah, it's not avengers but it's like yeah. a similar concept yeah um yeah but like they're starting from scratch again in their own way you know um we have these team-up movies but you know they're introducing new heroes and yeah. new characters and you know they got to build that back up and they got to take their time with it we've seen you know uh franchises and you know like certain studios sort of rush these kind of processes kim feige he's he's smart enough to know not to rush this process Take your time building up the characters, and then those Avengers movies are really going to pay off. Yeah, yeah. Warner Brothers were looking at you, by the way. <laughs> you, I didn't, I didn't <laughs> specify a studio, so you can't say that. Um, we know what you're thinking. Yeah. But I think something really interesting would be like you, you take this time. I think Doctor Strange will be that introduction of the X Men or the yeah. mutant concept at Def- least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going to introduce that concept. I think they're going to take the time building it up. What would be your thoughts on a potential Avengers vs. X-Men? All for it. Don't yeah. even finish your comment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I mean, there is a there's a famous comic out there where it's literally Avengers vs. X-Men, and that yeah. is huge. That's the one and I'm if I see to, that yeah. on screen, oh my yeah. goodness, that's going to be mm. amazing. Like, So you've read that comic? I've, I think it's in parts. I've read a few mm. parts. Yeah. But I just, I'm working on reading the rest. But oh, like yeah. from what I've read, it's yeah. just outstanding. It's outstanding. Yeah. And like, I feel this is a goldmine in what Marvel and Disney itself can achieve. Mm. I, I know that they're thinking, you know, they, they have their plan. Like they're so smart in their plan right now. They're probably born up Kang or Galactus. Yeah. 
but the big money it might be like their second saga or third saga mm. x-men versus um avengers this will be it and then you you'll have wonder vision not not wonder vision <laughs> uh wonder who is both she technically is an x-men mm. and she is oh uh, yeah and then we can get that classic iconic line from her <laughs> no more mutants and woof. Oh, that would, yeah, chills, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I'm all for that idea, and I'm, I'm I'm hoping they go with that route. As soon as Disney bought Fox and they got the rights to X-Men, I'm pretty sure I might not be the might I might not be the only one that's saying this, but I'm sure there'll be, like, millions out there that will be thinking the same, like, this is the next direction for this franchise. Absolutely. I, I think, yeah, there's a lot of interesting ways they can go, but I don't, I don't think we're done with Avengers. Um, but I, I, do, I do think we are at least three years away from the next one i think i think we're three. a lot of building mm. to go i i think you're right that you know we're going to have these sort of like buddy movies right now i mean yeah. like beyond the examples that you use the marvels it's no longer yeah. captain marvel it's Ga- the marvels yeah, yeah. I th- is it guardians of the galaxy three or thor uh thor four thor four thor three? love and thor, thunder four thor yeah that they both have Guardians of the Galaxy in it. I can't remember no, which I, one I, has I heard it. that they're briefly in it, but they are they are in it. Which, Technically, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, you got stuff like even like, you know, She-Hulk and, you know, you got Hulk there as well. Yeah. So, yeah, Kevin Feige is still going to make these movies fun and interesting and, you know, he's going to put, he's going to find a way to put this all together. Yeah. And, um, and he will. I have faith in him. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. He knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, continuing on from that though, you know, to no surprise, Peacemaker renewed for season two and, you know, it has received just such great acclaim and, you know, it it set a single day viewership record on HBO Max. I don't know if you knew that. I did not. Yeah. But, you know, James Gunn, he's, he's said to be writing and directing all episodes of the new season, but you know, that's great news, but there is more. Once James Gunn is done with Guardians of the Galaxy yep. Volume 3. I did say this. Yeah. He will be focusing on DC TV. So, man, like, <laughs> what what do you think about the Peacemaker news? And, you know, also, like, are you amped for more DC TV from James Gunn? Uh, first part of your question. Mm-hmm. I think it's ex- it's fantastic. I am excited for season two. It's mm-hmm. sure, Absolutely. Um, especially after watching that season finale. It's great. Mm. And th- throughout this first season... Um, correct me if I'm wrong, James Gunn wrote it, but didn't direct it all. I think he directed, he directed... I know, he directed five, the last one. Five yeah. or six episodes. He directed a decent chunk. Yeah. This one is complete vision. Mm, he's he's writing every episode, directing every episode. It's pure him, Suicide Squad, and TV series, pretty much, in terms of what we're going to get in terms of quality, and it's going to be great. And mm. we can expect a lot of Suicide Squad sort of vibes from him. I mean, we've already seen how Peacemaker was as a team in both um, Suicide Squad and with his little, like, you know, I, d- I don't think they have a team name at the moment. I'm just going to call it the unit. Yeah, the unit the that unit. they have <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it would be a great, also be a great opportunity for um, James Gunn, which he is very good at, is mm. introducing those lesser sort of um superheroes and villains mm, you know i mean yeah. batman has a shitload of them like that may never get a a full cinematic yeah um treatment yeah s- as such so we can see some like killer croc clayface man man bat yeah, you know yeah <laughs> all, of, all of those characters just come in and 
just, I mean, I, just, I know I just said man, but can you imagine John Cena reacting to someone as, peema- as Peacemaker to him just seeing I'm like this message? I'm now. And yeah. It sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there'll be a, yeah, he'll say something so very John Cena-esque. Yeah. And I know that they mentioned in the finale they were roasting Green Arrow very hard. How cool it would be if Green Arrow actually showed up? The Stephen Amell Green Arrow? Or just like a new DCU rendition? DCU. I mean, I would like Stephen Amell because I think he's a pretty good um, one just watching Arrow. Mm. But if it's just Green Arrow, a new one, fit for DCU, just him coming in and just like banter with them. And then like Johnson just like mocking Green Arrow, not knowing that that is Green Arrow. And he was like, what did you say? (laughs) He was just like, oh, okay. Um, In terms of your second question, am I excited? For James Gunn, pretty much how I mean DC TV? Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's no secret that I like DC more than um, Marvel. I mean, a lot of my mm. favorite um, superheroes and villains is from DC. Just based on the the DC brand, you know, comics, games, yep. movies, shows, and everything. Yep. Yeah. 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 So just seeing him step away from Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. I mean, I think he's done as much as he could with Guardians. He, I agree. He said that this third one is going to be the last time we ever see this core Guardians group together. Mm-hmm. And now he's going to be focusing on DCTV. I mean, whether it be Peacemaker, more Suicide Squad stuff, mm. or something else. Superman, Henry Cavill in a TV series, please. <laughs> just Can bring I? him back, yeah. man. Like, he's done nothing wrong. <laughs> he just wants to play the character. He said <laughs> that he has a cape in his closet and he's ready to go. Don't hold this guy back. Give but him the fucking go, <laughs> honestly. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that I mean... The world's his oyster mm. with James Gunn. I mean, after seeing Peacemaker release, I think, and Suicide Squad, sorry, yeah. as well, I think Warner Brothers is fully confident in James mm. Gunn and what he can do. I mean, whether it be like some stupid character like Mad Hatter, <laughs> he, they, I'm, I have full faith in James Gunn making him like a top tier yeah, sort of one. Yeah, 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 dude. Again, I'm right on par with you. You know, yeah. Peacemaker, the first season that we just watched. Just great, <laughs> you know, like even from what, you know, James Gunn draws out of the characters and the emotions he can get from them. It's just a damn good time. And it's, yeah, and it's fun. Yeah, yeah. He, fun. he makes this stuff really, really fun. Um, But in a little bit of honesty here, I would kind of just, I want him to like dab in like each, in like just different characters for each little mini series per se, as in the Suicide Squad or the Peacemaker, cast? just just any DC characters. I'd, I'd right. like them to sort yeah. of dab in each one, just so I can get something yeah. a little bit fresh and different each time. But the I'm, weasel, <laughs> the weasel. No, nah, that would be fun. <laughs> but I mean, I'm I'm not going to complain at all if yeah. he's like you know going to be doing Peacemaker, and I'm glad you know it's he's writing, directing everything this yeah, time because too. you know it's just it's going to feel much more consistent and all that. Although I don't really feel that in the this first season. But it would just be good knowing, you know, watching the second season that everything's just, you know, all on him sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, him being the sort of like, I guess, what do you want to call it? The, the Kevin Feige of the DC TV <laughs> universe. Perf- I'm all for it. Perfect place for him to operate. You know, he's just, he's going to feel comfortable there. And, and I completely agree with you in terms of like, he, he's done with with Guardians and yeah. it's a great time for him to leave, but it's clear Warner Brothers have he's they've given him you know creative control and sort of freedom to do whatever he wants to do and go and do and that R rating yeah and he completely yeah exactly and he completely like you know nails it every time I mean agreed the Suicide Squad movie b- 
bomb so hard. It probably lost a ton of money for them. I think so too. And I was really worried. I'm like, okay, they're not going to like creative control. They're not going to like James Gunn anymore. But, you know, he brings out your Peacemaker, which does really great on their streaming service. They're going to they're gonna bow down to him and give him whatever he wants. Definitely. Yeah. Especially now. Especially yeah, now. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I hope um, in the future, you know, he, he, he goes for some, you know, new and sort of, you know, um, obscure characters in the future. But, you know, as, as a comic book fan to you, mm-hmm. and uh, f- what would you want, What okay, what series would you want him to do that's not based on a Suicide Squad character? Whew. There might be a long pause here while I think. Um, <laughs> Catch so, up guard. Uh, you did. That's a really good one. I mean, oh. Ugh, there's, so, there's so many good ones. I mean, obviously I want to see more of Henry Cavill as Superman. I feel... Mm. That in a TV format rather than a movie format, we'll get a good thing out of that. I you mean, think it would work though, because the visuals and all that kind of stuff, really high production value. Oh, 100%. I mean, yeah. 100%. I think it would work. Mm. And I'm sure Henry Cavill, I mean, we see him in The Witcher. He's obviously like those TV series. He's said openly that he wants to do a Red Dead TV series as well. So oh, yeah. he's not just rolling out. TV series mm. and movies, you know, he's, it's not black and white. Yeah. Um. So, and like, anyway, if he does do a Man of Steel or Superman sort of TV series, you can see a lot more than just, you know, Doomsday and Lex Luthor mm. and those type of characters. We can see characters like Brainiac and a bit more of a fleshed out Zod throughout a whole series. Oh, yeah. And, oh, there's another one. Mm. Oh, Bizarro as well. Oh, yeah. You, you got that? That's yeah. Bizarro is pretty much like a reverse sort of superman hits it's like a zombie ish yeah in a nutshell you know mm. you got that otherwise i mean bro he all he needs to do is go on google type in batman villains scroll down <laughs> before you get past like mr freeze and stuff and you just pick anyone after that and I, he'll make a golden one of that yeah poison ivy sorry poison <laughs> ivy would be great <laughs> yeah but i mean i think it's pretty safe to say that whatever character he chooses to you know focus his lens on we're not gonna say anything we're, we're not gonna be against it it's gonna be gold yeah we're just gonna let him do what he wants and we know that he'll deliver on some level agreed yeah um moving on from that though the trailer for alvis recently dropped the musical biopic based on alvis presley it did yeah um i mean this i've heard about this movie like a couple years ago but i haven't really heard much since then Mm. you know and um it occurred to me you know um you know just prior to this whole pandemic starting that there's a recent trend, you know, of these, you know, biopics based on, you know, iconic musical artists and like that they have, they also have such a high production value. So they're becoming quite, quite big, you know, yeah. you know, recent examples like Bohemian Rhapsody, you know, yeah. I, that made nearly a billion dollars for goodness sake. Ne- nearly a billion. Yeah. I think it's over 900 million. Oh, yeah. It made a ton. Uh, Rocketman did really well as well. And, you know, th- those ones are some recent ones. Um, but yeah, like do you like this trend on these kind of biopics or do you do you think you're going to find yourself getting pretty tired of this, you know, pretty shortly? Yeah. I mean, based off that trailer, I'm all for these biopic type mm. of films. I mean, just watching that trailer, it just looks outstanding on a musical front, a sound front and a production a production front as well. Yeah. And then there's, you have Tom Hanks and Austin Butler who you can just see is going to give like Oscar worthy or mm. award worthy performances in there. And Austin Butler, just, if you guys see the trailer, just 
look at Austin Butler and then bring up an image of Elvis Presley and it's pretty much identical. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> like, pretty great. Like, just watching that trailer, it looks good and we're going to get great performances and from mm. Team of Fun, it's going to be great. I'm all for this biopic thing as well, as long as the person that they are doing is right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's so many. I mean, the first thing that comes to my head, and I might be wrong, but I can't think of it, is have we had a Tupac one? We have. Oh, I we think have. It was, now you see me. Um, oh, damn, there goes that. Yeah, I think it was just after the Straight, Straight Out of Compton film. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, all yeah, yeah. All Eyes on Me. Yeah, yeah, well, even 50 Cent, you know. I mean, he had a good um, backstory before he became who he is. That, yeah. That'd be an interesting one. Um, there's mm. so many others out there as well that you can just tap into this market. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah. Like, the, but, the, there's tons. Yeah. But then I don't think... Um, it has a longevity as superheroes do. You know, we're going to mm. get the biopic, that biopic fatigue. Yeah. So that's why they need to choose their targets, so to speak. Mm. Well. Yeah, no, I, I do think that, um, that it, it can be, a, it can be something that can be pretty, kind of be pretty quick in terms of, you know, the movie landscape. Um, it, it all really depends on who they're, you know, focusing the lens on really. I mean, Elvis Presley, oh, he's obviously a great choice. And, you know, with this trailer, you know, yeah. Austin Butler, he looks, he's going to be great. Yeah. What have we seen him in before? Besides Once Upon a, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I cannot recall if I've seen him before. Do you know any other examples? Not off the top of my head. I'm sure if I went through his, like, filmography, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I've seen this and mm. seen this, but not from the top of my head. Well, that kind of supports my point here um, that I'm about to make is that these musical biopics, they really allow an actor to, you know, fully show how versatile and how, Agreed. you know, gifted they are as, you know, a performer. You know, you, you look at, um, what's his name? Taron Egerton yeah. um, and Rocketman. Stuff we haven't seen from him before. Really, really talented stuff there. Even Rami Malek Ra- as well. Rami Malek did a great job. I can't deny that. Don't agree with the awards <laughs> thing, but he, he did do a fantastic job at the end of the day. Yeah. And it, these are the kind of roles and movies where, you know, you can really play around and then really get some great stuff out of. Um, but you got to keep bringing that passion and that talent towards these things or they can quickly become, you know, nothing, nothing. Yeah. yeah. The, the fatigue can quick, you can get in quite quickly. Um, but, you know, you're bringing up Tupac here and that's going to be, a, you know, a very different, you know, uh, I guess, vibe to something like Elvis. Yeah. They're going to be, yeah, they're going to feel very different. So I think there can be some longevity in the genre, you know, of this, you know, biopic subgenre here mm. that it can last over time if they choose their targets, like you said, yeah. um, you know, very diversely. Yeah. And they don't even need to do um, music biopics as well. I mean, there's so many like influential political figures out there as well. I mean, you've got JFK, MLK, and oh, I'm sure there's lots of them already, man. <laughs> it probably yeah. is, but it, but it's not done like properly, like in this sort of format, like yeah, you know, like gone all out kind of thing, and yeah, yeah, yeah. even even like some ex-American presidents, like mm. Abraham Lincoln as well, that they'll yeah. be something worthwhile to see, and mm. like will teach the younger generations of that part of um, history as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was recently announced that, um, you know, there's a Bob Marley biopic oh, coming. It? That would be a good one, eh? <laughs> That'd be um, I forgot who was it. I think it was, um, what's his name? Uh, Kingsley Bell. Uh, he was in that recent movie that we, not recent, but like the that movie we watched. I forgot his name. Um, 
Is he a dude from Aquaman? Is, oh, no. Are you thinking of the guy from um, Judas and the Black Messiah? Yes. That guy? Oh, not, no. Not the main guy, the second Not guy. that guy. Oh. But, yeah. In, oh, uh, Kingsley Ben Adair. Ben Adair. I mean, my... my oh, from um, One Night in Miami. That's the one. You there got you go. it right there. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, anyway, um, he's going to be playing him. And... It, cool. Yeah, it just shows that, you know, like, this is going to be, like, a thing moving forward. And if they get, you know, these actors that they've chosen very appropriately right now, mm. they keep doing that. I, I think this can be something, you know, really exciting to look forward to. And then you also have sports. <laughs> you and sports. <laughs> <laughs> you get ready for that Tom Brady, bro. There is going to be a Tom Brady by Oh, there will, there. Yeah. yeah. That's a, um, you know, a sporting career. That's, yeah. That's a legacy right there. Yeah. yeah. Um, but now... We are going to be covering the box office estimates for the weekend. So, we got Uncharted with 44.2 million, Dog with 15.1 million, <laughs> Spider-Man No Way Home with 7.7 million, Death on the Nile with 6.3 million, Jackass Forever with 5.2 million. So yeah, that is the top five there. And all I got to say, it is an extremely positive weekend here, you know, it's been a while since we've seen like such a healthy weekend. You know, you've got two new releases here yeah. that have opened way beyond, you know, expectations here. But I'm going to hold off. I'm going to pause on this for really, really quickly here. Spider-Man No Way Home. It officially passed Avatar the domestic box office. That, In, yeah, yeah, domestic, yeah, yeah. Incredible. Just, yeah, that that's an amazing feat. And it's even more amazing considering the circumstances No Way Home released in. Avengers Endgame released in a non-COVID world mm. where it had max capacity, yeah, zero restrictions. Mm. No way home, limited restrictions, yeah, not as much capacity, mm. and it's done this, yeah, and it's almost cracked two billion, almost, <laughs> almost in a non-COVID world. That's just outstanding, and it just makes. And sorry, before I go on to that, without a China release too, exactly, yeah, like that's crazy. That, it's just. Amazing. Like, it just makes me think if we get a Thanos and just snap away COVID, I think this could could have gone up there with Avengers Endgame and Avatar. If you think it, if you think about it, I mean, it's mm. done this well. Yeah, yeah. It, it really is intriguing to, you know, um, think on that possibility of what it could have done. Yeah. Um, yeah, but there, there are advantages to the current climate that are releasing. You know, an empty marketplace for... All these weeks, it allowed it to yeah. have really great holds. It did. But January and February is not really a stacked... They're not stacked months. They're always sort of like the garbage time for studios. <laughs> it gets, I, I don't... Yeah. I'm not trying to be mean or anything, but they release their like lower-profile movies at that point of, point of time. Yeah. Usually. Um, but you would have had more some of that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. But, yeah, no, this, this is amazing. And, you know, I think, you know, every time we covered Box Office on, um, you know, Let's Be Real here... We've always we've always had something to say about Spider Man. It's always it's, doing it's always, something, and it's always been there. Yeah, and I do think this is the final milestone. It, yeah, it's not going to catch up to yeah. in game at the domestic yeah, oh, or yeah, agreed. definitely not worldwide. Um, but you know, looking at that possibility and where it could have been in a non COVID world, we we only have to dream. But you know, <laughs> this clearly resonated with a lot of people. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and I guess it was against studios' faith. I mean. Mm. I'm not just talking about Marvel and Sony, but 
others like Universal and Warner Brothers. Like, yeah, it did restore faith in the, the yeah. theatrical releasing model, right? Yeah, I yeah. mean, I know this came out and then like Paramount del- delayed like Mission Impossible. Yeah, and yeah. then John Wick got delayed and stuff like that. But mm. um, anything else, like they can be confident that yeah, we'll release a movie and we know people will go and see that. Exactly, and, and that's yeah. proof here. I mean, it might not be because the Spider-Man brain and stuff, but it's just mm. still getting people into those seats yeah yeah and i think one of the more impressive things you know the the omicron surge yeah. you know you had uh you know global uh records in terms of covid cases released daily yeah um so it had to fight through all of that 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 is crazy and you saw you know studios getting a bit scared of this omicron variant i mean disney was um turning red Oh, yes. Disney Plus, you know, yeah. oh, it might not be good enough. And, you know, you got uh, studios like Warner Brothers, like, no, we have faith. We okay. know this peak is going to go d- die down. And, you know, COVID cases in America, they're dropping fast. Mm. Batman is in a really good position. Thank God, Warner Brothers, you stuck yeah. to your guns. <laughs> if you delayed that, I don't know what I would have done. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I mean, talking about, um, you know, good positions and stuff, um, you know, Warner Brothers has, you know, further confidence from Uncharted. 44.2 million, man. I mean, I forecasted this. You know, I wrote a little piece on, um, you know, movieans.com, and I think I predicted about 35 million max opening weekend, hmm. and I predicted, I think I, t- I predicted less than 300 million worldwide, and it has done about 140 million in its opening weekend worldwide. I wonder if there's a Tom Holland effect. I'm wondering if it's Tom. It's He's definitely, absolutely, he's, part of it for sure because we all know critics and their reviews and the score for Rotten Tomatoes etc came up before it even released yeah. and it was not getting good wasn't great no so I think it might be the Tom Holland effect because mm. say Tom Holland wasn't in this why would people want to go see an Uncharted movie that's getting rotten scores from yeah. anyone else you also got the Uncharted fan base. I mean, good or not, they are uh, going to go see it. I, yeah, I, yeah, I guess they're more intrigued. And I, I don't know the success of that, um, you know, Uncharted brand. I, do, do you know it to be big or? It's, it's fairly big. It, yeah. it gets remakes. There's a recent PS5 remakes of um, Uncharted Four. And... Like remastering them or like, like just a remaster. Yeah, it's it's a remaster oh, of like right, Uncharted yeah. Four and um, oh, okay. the recent Uncharted One, the female version. But oh, there right. hasn't really been a. And tried in five technically in the mm. with Nathan Drake. Yeah. Um, you know, it could also be a combination of like audiences, they they're ready for a new blockbuster, yeah. new movie, and there hasn't really been much. Spider Man was the last one, I guess. Yeah, I mean you have stuff like Scream and Jackass Forever. They're yeah. not really blockbusters, they're just filler. Mm. Well, I mean, like, how do you explain dog? Have Bro- you have you heard of dog? When you said dog, I had to refer myself to asking, uh, sat laughing because I thought you were talking about one of your dogs in the room right now, you know, like, I was like, what? Hello? <laughs> but then I looked around and I was like, oh, wait, there is no dog here. Is this an actual movie? No, he's so in the other room. He is in the other room. So, yeah, I was surprised by this. I haven't heard anything. I don't even know who's acting, who's directed. It's uh, Channing Tatum directing. Oh. His director of debut, and he's starring in it as well. Oh. Yeah, I, I actually did hear about this, but, you know, I was going through the 2022 uh, slate, so, yeah. you know, I'm quite well-versed um, with the upcoming movies. But, yeah, Dogs on a movie, I, I did not hear it in marketing at all. You know, if, if, if I didn't look through that slate, I would not know what this is. And it got $15 million, and that's pretty pretty good in these times, you know? Like, you just... Even meet Spider-Man. Yeah, and I think this is going to restore a lot of confidence moving forward. I think 
especially after Uncharted, you know, you you got a rotten movie. It shows that you don't need those positive reviews to make some good money. I think there's a really good moving forward. I think 2022 is really, really going to benefit from this kind of stuff. Me too. Your first question on this entire podcast was the Batman and the trying to release in box office. (laughs) Reading these numbers now, it's going to hit a billion. Going to hit a billion? It's going to hit a billion. What about 1.5 billion? There is no word around me to touch, but I will be touching that word. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean that movie, uh, that the Batman is, is that is one that can it can really go either way. It's gonna make money for sure, but mm. you know I think a billion dollars is definite, but low billions. But yeah. word of mouth, I believe word of mouth can carry that movie a long, long way. Absolutely. And if yeah. if word of mouth is anything like I've seen. And, you know, just from everything you see from the marketing, like, you know, this is going to be a movie and yeah, we're, yeah. we're ready for it. We'll find out in two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, that's going to do it from us. So to all you guys, do you agree with everything that we've discussed here today? And do you think that Kevin Feige's comments have been taken too literally? Or maybe you feel that, you know, one season of Peacemaker was just right. Whatever it is, whatever your thoughts are, head on over to our Instagram at moviegans. And from there, we can have a chat. We're also active on Facebook, Letterboxd, and MovieGames.com if those platforms are more your cup of tea. As always, you can find our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Now, cheers to everyone who uh, tuned into our show today. Always good fun being part of your day by discussing all things movies, TV, streaming, and more. See everybody. Enjoy the rest of your day, and we'll talk to you next time. See you later. See ya.